episode 20 of Floating Through Film. I am your host, Blake. This week, we are going to be discussing and finishing our studio, our early Studio Ghibli series with Whisper of the Heart and Princess Mononoke. But before we get into Whisper of the Heart, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Danny. Hello. And Luke. Hi. And before getting into the actual movie, this is our first movie that's not Taghata and, and Miyazaki, actually. The first and only one we'll be doing this uh in this early Studio Ghibli or, um, series. Yeah. Was well, it the did final guys, episode of this This series, is the final yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. But did you guys enjoy that? Did you guys enjoy it first, is all I'll say, before I, like, get into my spiel about uh, the production of the movie? Some, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I rewatched it, and I liked it more. No, same. Same here. I rewatched it. I liked it a lot more this time than I did. No, but, I mean, the sad part about this movie is, as most people know, the director did die two years later, whenever he was working on Princess Mononoke. Or, like, with Miyazaki on Princess Mononoke, he, did, he died. And, um, of, like, a brain aneurysm, I'm pretty sure. And he was only 47. And he died because of... They they contributed to, like, overwork and stress. And because of that, like, Ghibli, leading up to Whisper of the Heart, released eight movies in seven years. Which is crazy. Yeah. And, like, Kondo had been with Takahata and Miyazaki since he was 18. <laughs> Like, so he was, like, he was, like, working with them, like, in the Mm. 70s and stuff, even. Okay. Like, whenever they were doing TV series in the, in the 70s, like, he was still, he was still working with them, so he's been with them for a long time. It's, I mean, kind of related, but it just makes sense for the movie's sake that it just feels so much in the world already. Yeah, no, it does, for sure. No, it definitely feels like a Ghibli world. And it's just, it definitely is very sad, because Kondo is the one that Miyazaki wanted to take over for him, obviously. He's the one that, he's the only one that Miyazaki thought could, like, make good movies, basically. <laughs> that wasn't him or Takahata. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be too harsh, but basically. <laughs> like, yeah, because they had been, they, I mean, obviously, they'd known him for, for that long. Yeah, they'd known him for like, that long, yeah. They obviously trusted him. No, yeah, but that was, like, one of the main reasons that Studio Ghibli changed the way their, like, production methods, because they never released that many movies in that short of a time span again. Like, ever, ever since then, I think most of their movies have been two years apart, or at least they've been, like, maybe maybe once a year, but they were only Miyazaki, or, like, Miyazaki and Takahata's production definitely, like, dipped a lot after Princess Mononoke. Especially Takahata, he only made two more movies. <laughs> Which is but... actually, that's too little, honestly. No, it is definitely too little. I'm, I'm so sad. I, at the end of the day, I have to respect. To take your time if you, if you yeah. need to. Cooper was like that too. So. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of great directors like that. No, yeah. I mean, Tati only made like what six all the time. Yeah. Yeah. His All's was more directors. like he couldn't get a bite, though. Yeah. Tarkovsky uh, made only six. I think. No, so, I, I, I made a little bit more, a, but it's a little. It's around okay. that range, though. It's a little, definitely a less more than six. Not a lot, though. Yeah. yeah a lot. You know, the, the greater point stands. There's a lot of directors yeah. like Takahata. Yes. Too. No, and so we can just go on ahead and get right into Whisper of the Heart. And honestly, I I forgot that this movie was basically about chasing your dreams, like <laughs> and trying to like. I don't know, like, I literally forgot about that. I, I honestly thought I forgot. Like the parts I remember about this was her writing her book. And then, like, the magical stuff happening, oh, like, after that. So which is literally the last 30 minutes of the movie, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, I forgot literally everything else that happened. So, watching it this time, <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Like, I really fucking love this movie. <laughs> About, like, like, it's just, it's literally just trying, like, I think Miyazaki told, or, like, told, <laughs> told basically reporters after he made this movie that it was, um, him and all of his middle-aged, like, uh, animators telling, telling the younger generation, like, 
don't give up on your dream, basically. Or, like, li like live, live your life without regrets, basically. Mm -hmm. Because that's what this movie is basically about. It's just not, like, giving up on your dreams and not living... And trying to, like, seize the moments that you have and to not live with, not live with like, the, the regret that most of us have whenever we get older, you know? About these certain moments that could have passed us by, but in this movie they don't, so... But it's kind of honest about it too, though. That's like, which I like. Yeah, like, we'll no, talk. For sure. I don't want to get to the ending right away, but you know, the way it ends, it's not all the way like she gets exactly what she wants. You know, it just kind yeah. of starts her on that path more, more of. Yeah. But, um, so let let me put it this way. What, uh, why did you like it more this time? Was just because you remember all the lead up to that more magical moment? Yeah, I guess it's, it's partially that, and it's mostly. I I don't know. Maybe I've just grown since then, obviously. But I don't know. It's. It's like these these stories about or these movies about telling young people like if you are if you like it's it's very much like only yesterday like how we were kind of talking about beforehand about or like the, the the dichotomy between the two of how in only yesterday the parents of Tycho are like telling her like you can't be an actress because it'd be like a hassle in the family we'd have to like take you to do all this stuff but in this movie like her parent like in Whisper of the Heart her parents actually encourage her to like chase her passions like whenever she's basically breaking down from writing this novel that she's trying to write in two months which is which is crazy which is literally something only a kid would do basically like trying to fit squeeze everything in just this one two month period like they don't tell her that to focus more on school yeah. <laughs> they just say they just say yes it's just the finish dad your... that really comes in yeah yeah the dad the dad definitely he understands her the and then the mom also mad at her for sure. the sister yeah. definitely got mad at her but then the mom also the understands also after yeah. after the dad that. after the dad because she's a lot like her too obviously she's getting a master's degree she's obviously a lot yeah, like yeah. her kid she's chasing her dreams too she knows the feeling at least yeah I think that's why I really liked it. like it, I, like I really liked it a lot more this time. Was it just connected yeah. more? I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, for me when I since I rewatched it and liked it more too. Really, I think this time I was just in a better mood, like for the story. I knew like okay. I knew what was gonna happen. Like I was more ready for it. Yeah. Because admittedly, I don't think this is really too much like a lot of Steel Ghibli movies. Obviously, there, obviously there's some comparisons oh. you can draw, draw to it, but some, like a lot of it, like okay, you have to go. It was different for on me. That. It was different expand for on me. That a little bit. I mean, it's. It's kind of just um, the way. I think for me, the first time I was, I looked at the poster, I looked at the, you know, the header and letterbox, and I was like, okay, it's gonna be like a full fantasy movie where she's like with a cat, you know, yeah. running oh, around okay. or something. Okay. And then I get into it, and it's like, you know, a more slower pace, you know, mm -hmm. childhood drama it's a slice of, of innocence, yeah. yeah. And then they get to it in the final thirty minutes. I was like, okay, bit off putting. You know, I knew what to expect this time though. You know, yeah. It's a lot of movies, you know. You know, you kind of have to. Sometimes when you go in first, you know, you don't know what to expect, and they. Uh, and it really just helps, like knowing that more, a lot of times for me at least. Yeah. So, but... so what I thought you were gonna say is, um, maybe it is a little like less magical than maybe some of the other ones. Um, yeah. But that's the, the reason why I kind of hesitated with that was, now that I think about, to me it does feel like just another a Ghibli movie. <laughs> you know, like if you had told me, uh, maybe not. If, like honestly, if you had told me to talk to how to direct it, I wouldn't have been too surprised. You know, if I no. never know. I mean, if you Maybe told me Miyazaki aspects. directed, I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, he wrote yeah, he wrote yeah, the yeah. movie, so. Oh, he wrote it too. Yeah, so he that's wrote it. That makes so. a lot of sense. Because to me, like, it feels a lot like Kiki's, uh, especially, you know, just walking, like, the scenes with her walking around the city just by herself, you know, like she's an yeah. adult, but then she's going to an old person's house to get some advice, you know, like, that feels like Kiki's, a lot of it. You know? No, yeah, I do get what Luke's saying, though, yeah. because it definitely is, like, it definitely has That's those moments of, of magic that you that you get in those other Miyazaki and Takaha movies, yeah, but yeah. 
it also doesn't look at the industrialization that Japan went through with this like harsh gaze. Like it looks at with the wide-eyed hope that that you would that like a human would actually have had back then. You know, okay, like I say, it's more hopeful. Though. Yes, no, yeah. it's very hopeful about <laughs> their future because like this, yeah. it's set the same the same like the same portion of Tokyo that that uh, Pompoko was set in. So like it's it's an interesting just like juxtaposition That's kind a, of you know like it's just it's just interesting looking at these two movies that because they like these are what released basically back to back one I mean two year break but yeah. like it basically released back to back and it, this one's more so definitely just looking at like the industrialization of Japan at least that like it, it's looking at New Tokyo like it's beautiful you know like okay, okay. I can see yeah, I'm not gonna lie I didn't look at it that way it was just more of a feeling but it was just make, more makes sense yeah. though yeah because yeah. uh, when I do like that's what I'm saying a lot of it the scenes I think of her just walking around the town and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the gorgeous shots, just like Kiki's, you know? Yeah. I thought it more just from, like, you're seeing, a, like, a, just an independent girl that just go around, you know, just have little adventures almost. Yeah. And this one feels more, even more realistic than Kiki's, right? Which is more yes, based on, you know, a, a girl that flies on a broom. It's Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's given uh, without, because it doesn't go as much into the, it's not really in a magical world, you know? Yes, Almost. and that's why I kind of wanted to. Uh, it reminded me of something you said a couple of weeks ago when you said uh, Kiki's is uh, their most relatable movie or yeah. relatable character. To me, honestly, she might be even more than Kiki. Oh, because she's definitely. She's basically Kiki she's without the magic. Yeah, you know, it's just okay. more of a normal girl. At least she's, how I see. She's it. a normal middle middle schooler, yes, yes. <laughs> like basically. <laughs> and for the most part, Kiki is too, except for you know she has some magical powers and stuff. Yeah, but. Um, this one is just, you know, she is yeah. normal the whole time. And then her problems are normal, you know. It's yes. like middle school romance in a lot of ways. Or... Yes, big time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... With all with all the, with all the things that come with yeah, it. Well, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes it, and that's what I love. It, like, it, it's, you know, it's lighthearted, but it takes them seriously, too. It doesn't yeah. take them just as dumb characters. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, they definitely aren't dumb. I don't think they're dumb at any point in this movie. No, I mean, no. there are, like, stupid kid things they do, obviously. Like, just romantic things they do. Yeah, but... yeah. yeah. Like asking to marry her at the very end. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's all I wanted to talk about that very end because do you, it's kind of treated as like a hopeful end, you know, a happy ending. And I was like, that, yeah. that's a little weird though. Like, that's a little weird <laughs> though. <laughs> but you know, it is like you said, it's middle school romance. Like, no, yeah, it's, that's what. That's what. It's like it's a very idealistic movie. Yeah. You know. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's before high school comes and you know crushes you down. <laughs> yeah. It's before you figure out that the world doesn't love you. And that's yeah, like, no. like you thought it did. <laughs> And maybe that's why it couldn't be Takahata, because Takahata would have to have a more bittersweet ending, you know. Yeah, like he just doesn't come back, or he, or he, say, he says like I won't be back from Italy for like twenty yeah, years yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, but like that's one. That's like another thing that I was that I was saying. One reason why I like this movie so much is the chasing your dreams and grabbing your dreams part. Like, because both of them do that in this movie. Like. It's even not just, like, him choosing to go to Italy or her choosing to, like, forego school and write a novel. It's just even the moments of her, like, choosing to even just, like, go into his house and say hi and meet his grandpa and, like, or, like, do all this stuff, like, that a lot of kids just wouldn't do. Like, especially nowadays where, like, I don't know, like, we're very antisocial people. Like, it's, it definitely feels like, like, Kondo and Miyazaki and all the animators there, like, telling, telling the younger generation, like, if you, like, are feeling a certain way, at least, like, try it, basically, yeah. like... Like try like do like do something if you want to do it basically. Especially and I like how it's represented in the movie when uh, she figures that out finally like it's basically right after he decides to leave kind of mm -hmm. and she's like um, I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna do my own thing basically I don't I forget her exact quote but it's basically like I mean I'm gonna do my own thing I'm gonna start writing now yeah and that's yeah. when her magical world really takes off on her own right like yeah and and I kind of like how quickly it happens after, yeah. how quickly she realizes that after he leaves you know because 
I feel like we could have got you know like three scenes of her being sad and not knowing yeah, what's going on for before sure. she finally realizes it. But it's, her like, being, it's like her right being, away. Her being like, a lovesick or love, a lovesick yes. middle schooler. And yeah. and I really like how that's really represented at the very end when he when he finally it's a nice scene when he comes back on his bike. Early, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And he's like trying to drag her up the hill, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help." You I'm know? no man's burden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great. It's a. It's basically like, and, and honestly, this was made in the '90s, right? Yeah, '95. So like, he's yeah. is is obviously geared toward girls more than guys, and he's telling them like, "You can chase your dreams too. It doesn't just yeah. have to be the guys." Oh yeah, for sure. Right? No, it's so funny because she pushes him up the hill, and then like they they get up the hill, and she's kind of just standing there panting. He's like, "Get on!" That's. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "She's gonna, she's gonna push your fat ass up yeah. this hill, like." <laughs> No, no, but it's a really nice ending. no, it's it's a very nice ending, and I really love just how they rep how they represent Kiki whenever she or not Kiki how they represent uh, <laughs> what's your name in this movie I forget now, <laughs> but how I'm they represent no the, I am too whenever Kiki's I don't like so easy, no exactly so. Kiki's just like two like two that. syllables I've, I've, seen, I've seen Princess Mononoke three times I still can't I can't Shizuku Shizuku I can remember Shizuku there we go no because I love how they um. How like whenever she finishes her novel and takes it to the grandpa to read, she's like, I couldn't, I I couldn't write down what I had in my head, but like I, I just it just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like the grand like the guy reads it, mm-hmm. and he's like he tells her like, if you keep on doing this, you'll be you'll be you'll polish the stone that's inside you, yes, like that yes. one that like the stone that he um that he, what, that he gives her, you know. And that's what I was trying to say in terms of it's it's more honest too at the same time right it's not just oh it's an amazing story and it's yeah. sold a million copies right away yeah you know? it's like you, you still have to work at it but yeah. obviously you it's know. a rough draft yes right? exactly and that's what he that's what he i like yeah, he, he she did that, she didn't i don't think she thought of it that way she thought like this was the only thing that she could do yeah, yeah and then whenever he told her like no you can keep on working on this and it'll be it'll be fantastic basically like you'll you'll yes, you'll be yes. a shining star basically you know no because one of my favorite little moments in the movie is right after that is uh, when she comes home and her mom and she looks kind of, and she tells her mom like I'm gonna start doing school normally now and everything yeah. and she's oh, like oh, are, you tri- are you trying are you trying she's like yeah for now yeah <laughs> no I love that scene so much no her scene the scenes with her family are so sweet because it's it kind of it is how a normal like how 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 you think a normal family would be like obviously not everyone's family would be like this but it's I mean it's kind of an idealistic movie like you were yeah. saying yeah it is definitely yeah. an ideal like this is it would be an ideal kind of family to live yeah, with like it's, it's, not maybe not not perfect but like at least they all support you in what yeah, you're yeah, doing so, so. I, think, I think I love how like he introduced them too she like walks into the apartment and they're all reading and like she gets yeah. her book and she's reading like, like it's just hilarious like yeah <laughs> they're all so caught up and you know they're also caught up in their own worlds yeah. <laughs> which I mean they are but and, I mean and that's a good way to put it because especially her right like she's someone who loves reading books and loves the stories and books right and she's kind of like a hopeless romantic oh she definitely ways, is right? yeah. like but they both uh, like they both her and her and the guy both are because like like she he he was like she she notices his name in the library cards and i'm just like this is so dumb and then like he's like later on the movie he's like oh yeah i noticed you reading a bunch of books in the library so i just started reading everything i could so my name would be in there and i'm like oh my god this is like such hopeless romantic shit like oh my god (laughs) like what is it chaplain she has (laughs) this idea in her head obviously the whole time i respect the effort though Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he, was he, he was definitely... He was trying hard. <laughs> He's grinding. <laughs> Before the days of Grindr. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no, but... So, do you guys have any other thoughts uh, on... We should talk about... I mean, do you have any specific moments or, like... Well, I, I want to talk uh, more about the story. Like, when yeah, the, the story. goes to the story, okay. like... I especially love when movies do this. Like, it did in, like, in 2046, it kind of does this, where, like, you know, the person in the in the real world writing a story, and then the movie goes to what's happening in the yes. sexual story. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just a beautiful scene. Like, the animation, it just, blew, like, blew me away. And uh, 
I love like when they first get into the story and like uh, uh, he yes. goes uh, uh, like in the dream it's like uh, he says uh, like the uh, stuff that's closer is yes, smaller while the stuff is uh, far like, away is close by and what's close is far away. That's why yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, the way they make the world design oh in that moment gosh. is amazing. Oh yes, it's amazing, dude. And it, it honestly works better because the whole movie has been like we've been saying it's been more realistic right it's been yeah. on the ground the whole time just like a yeah. not documentary but it's, it hasn't had any yeah. really any magic and all of a sudden it uh, just goes into this world and, shoots you in uh, yeah. <laughs> just by almost surprise like I was surprised watching it it was my first time so yeah no I moment. I just love that I love that scene because it perfectly portrays how authors think I think at least like at least fantasy authors like she is like it perfectly I mean, portrays that because uh, do you remember when we talked about uh, Mishima I mentioned how uh, Paul Schrader had said uh, why it's hard to make a movie about writers is most of their best stuff is their writing. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And this is one way to beat that in a movie is you try to show what they're writing right after they write it. Yeah. Like how they would in their head. Yeah, yeah. Right? How they would in their head, yeah. And that's something good about a film you can do. You could yeah. at least try to show it visually. Yeah. No, and I... I that's, that, that scene was... That's, those scenes are Whisper of the Heart. Yes. Amazing. And I mean, it's just another great cat too. Another great cat oh, yeah. in the Ghibli canon. His his fit goes crazy too. It like, does. Oh my goodness. And I like how it's like the way his like eyes sparkle because the yes. uh, coin scratch it. I think he says or something. Yeah, like it was that. like a coin scratched or something. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. the way she sees the sparkle too is cool too. I think like that's how she gets the idea probably. No, yeah, because his story so his story yeah, so yeah. cute too. Well, I mean, like her, he, she, he, or she never figured out about his actual story until after the. Uh, the store owner, the grandpa, read her, read her story, and then it was the same thing. That could basically yeah, yeah, yeah. be Separated from his true love. I do... We should... I mean, we haven't even talked about the beginning that much. I like how the story starts with her chasing the cat. Yes. Uh, Very obvious. Yeah, like, yeah, we were talking yeah. about it before, but yeah. Just another Alice in the Wonderland. Uh, Plus, that cat start. is adorable, dude. Yeah. Such a, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Loves messing with that dog, just sitting on the fence. <laughs> No, we can also talk about like we definitely at least need to mention the, the Concrete Road song. Oh yes, I'm um, sure. because I mean, that's that's another episode, yeah you'll heard, so. you've heard about the beginning of the episode, but like that's another moment of just taking of like taking taking those little moments in life that that you might not ever like you might not think about taking like those type of risks, but like seeing him from your crush, you know, like mm-hmm. that's something like that not a lot of people wouldn't do, but like that's that's just one of those another one of those scenes about not. Like letting those moments pass you by, basically, and yeah, taking it, and that's a beautiful scene and because when the, uh, all the, the three old guys. Come yes, in the three too, old guys come in. Or they start playing. The no, oh, that's whenever it all comes together. It's yep, so great. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, that might be the best scene in the movie. It's at least one of them. It's, I, it's, I, it's probably my favorite. So yeah, there's a few great ones, but no, and yeah, like the only stumbling part in this movie to me is like the ending. <laughs> the ending. <laughs> it's just the ending with the marriage thing. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but then I I forgot about. It. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't know. Hey, it's, I it's, like it, honestly, you said yeah, Miyazaki wrote it, so it kind of makes sense. It's gonna have like an abrupt ending. <laughs> oh, oh my god, Stop this it. fucking guy. No, Do you want to get a Princess Mononoke now, bitch? I think <laughs> you can. Do you have any? Do you have anything else? I mean, honestly, I like. I love Whisper. Yeah, I like that's what Okay, it just kind of encapsulates, you know. It kind of reminds you how young these people are. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. No, that's yeah. definitely. That's kind of what I like about it. It's just like you know, cute, funny. You know. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, Mononoke is like the exact. It's gonna be the exact opposite of this movie too. Is that a, is that a good or bad way? No, I just. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It looks like looks like I'm hesitant to say anything on this part of the podcast. <laughs> Before you, okay, we should just move on. We can move. Yeah, on. we can move on. <laughs> Before you guys are like, you know, grill me or whatever. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I like the movie. I like the movie. Okay, I think it's a good movie. So, I just don't Lies. think it's, I think it's, I just don't think it's one of his best. That's it. 
Okay. I'd rather watch Totoro than this. And well, you I mean, t- yes, you can I agree. There are like, a lot of different movies, too. Stop yeah. trying to win points for me just because you know I agree with that, Mark. <laughs> okay, what about uh, Only Yesterday? I like Only Yesterday more than Princess Mononoke, too. Okay, okay. Well, let's just talk about the movie. Yeah, we can talk about the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so oh, okay. this is another one that was going to be Miyazaki's last movie. <laughs> because, like, this is whenever Kondo died during the production of Princess Mononoke. So, like... Like they like this is whenever Miyazaki was actually like he did he he did say he was gonna retire after I think Kiki or Porco I can't remember which one, but then this was the one that he was actually like people were actually like seriously scared he was gonna retire after this because, I mean he took a four year break after Princess Mononoke because Spirit Away came out in two thousand one so, and he was technically retired for those four years you know so, and then he made just yeah, one of the greatest yeah one of the greatest ones yeah <laughs> literally no, no but this movie had been on the back burner for him for literally 20 years basically like he had like there are sketches that he that, that have been made into like a manga book of like his old rough or his old sketches of what his first her first rough draft basically of princess mononoke about like a girl like marrying a monster in the forest basically so it's a different it's definitely a different story but like this has been on the barn burner for 20 years literally and this is like and it's what we said with Naushka, kind of, where Naushka was basically kind of the front-runner, the, the, pro, yeah. the prototype, yeah. yeah, of, like, what would eventually be the perfected model in Princess Mononoke, which I do I do agree with people that Princess Mononoke is the perfected model for Naushka. I think they're a little different movies, but I at least get what people are saying in that. Yeah. But this is also the one that Studio Ghibli first used CGI for a lot of the uh, backgrounds, just sure. to finish mm. coloring them in and stuff like that. So, like, they're like, if you notice, like, the running scenes aren't like drawn as like but as good as they were in some of the other ones. Mm. It's because they're like CGI and stuff. But that's just something they it still looks amazing. Though. Oh no, it's still no. All the all the main things are still hand drawn. It's just yeah. like they like a lot of the backgrounds and coloring were done just CGI just to fill yeah. it all in, so they could reduce the man work hours. Yeah. Because that's a big thing that they did after. I mean, <laughs> after Kondo died. I mean, and still like the the shots of like. When it like like uh, shows over the forest, like over the cliffs and stuff, are just breathtaking. I yes, mean, like dude. oh my goodness. I mean, the, no. Just and, starting off with the world he creates in this movie is just ridiculous. No, like, literally the open, literally from like the opening scene it starts off with the you. I think it just starts off in the forest using the boar god basically. Because like yep, that's how it starts. That's the, literally how it starts the, the, off. The possessed team. I mean, yeah. the possessed yeah, board. Yeah. The possessed board or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. that thing itself is. I think like this is. I think Toshio Suzuki worked out a uh, a deal with Disney saying after Whisper of the Heart or something that they had to release their next movie in America first, or something like that. And Princess Mononoke was something like that. Was, was like released. Before Japan. Or it was something. It was something, or at least like alongside it, like a, a simultaneous release. Because if the, he knew that if a movie was big in America, it'd be big in Japan too, because that's just how it always works. So they did release, or like, so they said this is where like the famous stories of like the Spirit Away starts and stuff like that is because um, Miyazaki they sent over Princess Mononoke, and they weren't ex- Disney wasn't expecting. <laughs> They were expecting My Neighbor Totoro, and they got oh. Princess Mononoke instead. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, they, they, they'd be watching it, and then they see some guy's uh, arms, arms get, get shot, shot off by an arrow, dude. Uh, yeah, like, oh, wait, love what? those scenes, dude. Well, no, even before that, they see the fucking pig just dissolve into a... Okay, yeah. Which is a great scene, obviously. Yeah, like that'd this, be creepy for a kid to watch. Exactly. Like, I was watching this movie, I was like, I don't remember the being this creepy <laughs> the last time I watched it, yeah. but... Honestly, the violence is just hilarious, too. I love like, the violence. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's, a, it's just a dash of ultraviolence, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good old ultraviolence. <laughs> Which literally is ultraviolence because he's got a demon arm, so. <laughs> no, but, so what, so Danny, 
what don't you like about this movie? I mean, really, the main thing is, I just think it gets very too narrative, action heavy in the second, maybe the last third. Like, and I don't, and I know it's a gorgeous, it, the way it's shot is gorgeous, and all the creatures are cool. It just, to me, it just gets less interesting when it just becomes all mainly about the action, you know? And to me, it gets, but that's it, not the movie just gets more boring. Know, it cool. does. A lot of it just becomes because it's cool almost. Wow. Like, uh, oh, stop. This is not because <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it's and, that too, but. <laughs> it, and it's beautiful, too. I'm not going to lie. A lot yeah, of it yeah. is gorgeous, but, like, to me, it almost beca- feels like overcrowded. I don't know how to, the best way to describe it. That's how I feel watching it. Like, I can uh, understand that. We're going to a lot of different people. I can understand the, that. Criticism. The last battle, yeah. like we're watching, you know, like I would watch a whole movie just about the people, the bell, the people that make the bellows and are, they're fighting yeah, from yeah. their own fortress, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then we have to keep going back and forth, almost between like three or four different places, things that are going on, just no, in like, yeah. one battle alone. I kind of like that because I kind of like just the scale they're going on. Oh, it's, it feels like their biggest. I, scale I can respect that for sure. Point, I can especially. respect that for sure. Like this is his more, you know, his more Kurosawa-like movie. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. Because yeah. you know, obviously, Devlin, we, we've talked yeah. about this before that he liked him, so. Yeah. No, and I could see that. Just No, yeah, that's definitely a valid criticism, because if, especially if it's your first time watching, which this isn't your first time, but if it is your <laughs> first time watching, like, it, you would definitely get confused at who is the samurai and who is Lady Eboshi's, like, people, because it, because, like, especially yeah. at the end, like, they're together, and you're like, who is who? Like, who, what? <laughs> and then, like, the, you have the boars and the wolves. You have, yes, yes. You have the, the tree. You have the that comes in at the very end. You have the you're tree like, god. Wait. You have, well, those boar scouts are creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> oh, another yeah. creepy part. Yeah, yeah. Because but that's another, sad, that's another sad moment about, like, humans basically tricking animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into giving us their land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. No, uh, no, because I, I remember, because there's some great, obviously there's some, and my, my favorite thing about the movie is just the imagery, you know, maybe the story I don't like as much, but like, and one of my favorite things that I'll always think about is the, uh, the close-ups that you get of the animals when they're talking to each other, oh, like yeah. the huge, of the, of the leader of the, uh, I forget his name, but it's like her father, you know. The big like wolf. Yeah, yeah, the big yeah. wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when he's like talking to the uh, apes at the beginning when they yeah. come because they want to eat the yeah. game, you oh, know, my God. like. They kind of look like slots almost. Yeah. Bit, they no, they definitely look like. I slots. love after that scene when the one of the wolves goes, uh, "Can can we eat the his uh, deer, or whatever the buck?" Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, cool. What, what, what the animal? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we eat him? <laughs> can we eat him? No, it's just funny because like he saved her and then he falls off the horse and the wolf. The first thing the wolf does is like pounce on his head and drive by his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just like stop it, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like uh, uh, sorry, that's what I was gonna. I just before I forget uh, okay. what I liked about the boars though. Uh, like you were saying, it is about how humans trick it at nature, right? It's yeah. kind of honest about that because um, one of the wolf, I don't know if you remember the scene at the end when the wolf, the, like the head, I don't, I wish I remember his name, but you know, the head wolf. Of the pack. I think it's Mora, maybe, Mora? Okay, something I'll, like that. I'll look it up. All right. Um, but. but he's basically telling the girl, like, she's like, why are they charging if they, uh, if they're just going to be, you know, if it's ambush and they're like, that's basically what the, that's what, what they are, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're going to do it no matter what, even if they know that they're They're stubborn proud race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that could be taken as a human, you know, for humans too, for sure. Because oh, yeah. you'll have to mention at least a little bit about the historical aspects of it. No, yeah, uh, this is like, I mean, it's heavily influenced by Japanese folklore, obviously. It definitely mm-hmm. influenced by by like European medieval, like uh, just like, well, like Iron Town is obviously like a European type okay, village. Like yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. not that's definitely not <laughs> Japanese or anything. Yeah, like it's, true. I like it because it definitely is steeped a lot in Japanese mythology and folklore, but it's also just like kind of Miyazaki. It's it's kind of just not anywhere either because it's kind of just Miyazaki wanting to say like 
what happened between like nature and the industrialization process like when did yeah. this go wrong basically yeah. like that's kind of how i view this movie and like what miyazaki's doing like i don't think this is just like like it takes a, a lot from japanese folklore and everything but i think that this is not technically set in japan or anything like that it could be set anywhere because it's like it's mostly i think it's just miyazaki talking about like what went wrong like like yeah. where where did things go so wrong in the industrialization process that this is how we like this is how we ended up basically yeah. just killing just like literally killing things out of hate and not like, even thinking i'm not even thinking about how we can like live in harmony together basically yeah uh i wish i could remember the quote. i'll try to find it but um he kind of he kind of gives us at least a little hint of why we can't do it at the end with the um you know the kind of short guy that is taking the head you know when they can't they're, trying, yeah, they're yeah. still trying to run away no matter what yeah. with the head and he says something like this is who humans are you know we, we have do, I don't, do you know what i'm talking about though when he tells them this is who humans are he says something about like this is who this is what we are as a as a race i don't remember that quote i don't think what part when was that oh, okay the, the third the thirst to possess heaven and earth is what makes us human he says oh, that okay. to them uh, when he's like, why are you doing this? You know, and he's like, almost yeah. like the same reason why the boards are doing it. You know, yeah. like Miyazaki yeah. might have that kind of opinion of it. Like, this is what humans are. Well, yeah. almost, this is who humans are. We're like destroying nature and we can't even stop ourselves. You know, yeah. like, especially since, and one thing I, I really like about this movie though is uh, how the humans can't even stop fighting each other even when the animals are attacking. Like, yeah. she has to worry about different attacks. Because, oh, like, yeah. he keeps saying, why don't the humans at least fight together, for, you know, come together first so you can fight the animals that are coming? And they can't even do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, and tying into the whole um, conflict in between our world, between humans and nature, there's a quote in this said by one of the, I think, I forgot who it was. It was towards the beginning of the movie um, where he talks about, he says, these days, these, uh, there are anger ghosts all around us, death from war, sickness, starvation, and nobody cares. So you say you're under a curse. So what is the, uh, so what, so is the whole damn world. So oh, is the whole yeah. Damn, yeah. 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 No, cause yeah, I remember that. Cause that's when he's telling someone, um, about his curse on his arm. It was the guy that be, uh, when he initially they, they go into the cave when, thing. when they're in the cave coin in yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, guy it's the same that would be the same same guy it's the same guy that has yeah. the same quote at the end yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's the yeah. spy master or whatever. Yeah. that's what I call him I, yeah. I feel like it's a spy master or something yeah yeah no, yeah, but like that's that's definitely like a main central theme of the whole movie obviously but like it's also more so than just the negativity and the curses of the world and like humanity like it's definitely just Miyazaki kind of saying like you can still have fine love and happiness in this world you just like it'll take like you have to like look for it obviously but like you can find that love and happiness in the world like that's kind of what okay. this movie's about at the end of the day so that's what I was gonna because this is kind of related to what I wanted to ask was do you think this ending is a happy ending yeah it kind of ends almost like as a draw you know and like nothing gets resolved I mean, but they're like oh yeah well, like you said the love is still there you know they yeah, at least gain yeah. that love like you're saying but no yeah in terms of the world like it doesn't too. get any better they it's also new perspectives too because i like whenever the forest god dies um i mean yeah like hopefully hopefully everything still grows the same but like because like whenever the, the he dies like everything that's one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie oh, whenever yeah. everything just turns green because mm -hmm. Miyazaki loved like the, oh, his yeah. greens. Well, so, I mean, so does he die? The character, someone says, because uh, remember they're like, oh, the deer god is dead though, so this isn't the same. And uh, someone else says, no, the deer god was life itself, and that's why yeah, it came yeah. back to life. You know? yeah. So I mean, yeah. So like, I mean, you never know, obviously. 
But like the, that's what the one like one of the samurai said, or one of the not samurai. It was, it was like the guy that broke his arm at the very beginning of the movie whenever they fell off the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was that guy. He was like, I didn't know the I didn't know the tree, the forest god made made a the berries bloom or like flowers bloom or anything like that. I mean, it should have been obvious if he's been oh yeah, it should have been obvious. <laughs> and Lady Eboshi also like towards yeah. like after she loses her arm at the end and sees what like like sees everything she causes. Fucking mm-hmm. bitch. No, no, like, like I call no, I call yeah, her a fucking bitch, cool. but it's like she's not like because uh-huh. like she, she has her own interests. She does. Yeah. She has her own interests, and she's yeah. she's definitely. I think she's definitely kind of the version of at least like Japan's industrialization yeah. after World War Two. Like she's definitely a face of that, and, or of just like industrialization yeah. in general. Yeah. Obviously, and Miyazaki never treats her as just like the pure villain. No, you know? that's another thing yeah. that means that's what I maybe Danny doesn't like this part either. But like that's what some people don't like about this is like Miyazaki doesn't have he doesn't like to have antagonists in this movie. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I love people. But that like have yeah, and like so this movie like he tries very hard for their not be any antagonists oh, okay. and there yeah. really aren't any antagonists yeah. in this movie the closest that you could see are the samurai probably because you're just like these guys are just kind of being dicks you know yeah. <laughs> like they're just trying to get this guy's head for the emperor and then also I mean, take over iron town for some for the iron <laughs> so like they're probably like the closest things to the actual yeah. villains but like yes like eboshi he goes out of his way to make you like her and her town at least oh, because definitely, definitely the town she yeah. like you definitely like yeah. the town and you love the women in the town oh, because yeah, like yeah. they're they're amazing they're another great another great conglomeration of working women that Miyazaki yeah. has in his movies so. yeah. I mean this one is yeah the one where they're all working in the bellows <clears throat> yeah. and he yeah. comes and helps and stuff whenever he comes scene. and helps yeah. is amazing because like it's just like all the like subtle animations of them being embarrassed that he's there like them covering themselves up loo- yeah. like tighter because they got like on those loose yeah. kimonos yeah and honestly, he also gained sympathy for Lady Boshi by the lepers. Oh, yeah. Whatever oh, yeah, that, that people really are, is. yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, so, cool. like, you don't... At least I don't fully hate Lady Boshi. Like, she definitely is a, a bitch because yeah. of what she does, but especially whenever towards the end, like, you definitely get the feeling that she's just doing this to prove a point that she can. Like, because that's also kind of what humans are are like. Because, like, what's the story behind the Tower of Babel, you know? We, bu- we wanted to build a tower to heaven just because we could. Mm-hmm. Just to prove yeah. we could, like that's basically what she's doing I mean, at the very end of this the movie. I mean, the quote so. I just said: "The thirst to possess heaven and earth yeah. is what makes us human." Yeah, you know, and that—that's literally, yeah. I mean, so. honestly, that's a funny. That's a good way to look at this movie. Is like another Tower of Babel story, almost. You know, mm-hmm. with the humans and animals, because the human, like, and that's another thing about a kind of like about this movie is the animals aren't perfect either. No, they, they aren't. You know, they definitely are. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> the boars. Yeah. Uh, I love the scene when, when the boars are charging. Uh, she's like. Uh, I think it was San or something said like, oh, we need to warn the boars, you know, it's a trap. But like, I forgot who said it to back to her. It might have been one of the wolves. Like, well, they said, oh, the, the boars don't care. Like, even if you tell them, yep, they're yeah. still too proud. You yeah, know? they're gonna charge yeah, ahead anyway. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's kind of what this movie's about, right? Uh, everyone, every group has their own kind of interests, and that's what makes this world really tough to live in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like. Because uh, from a certain perspective, you do understand her view because she's actually being attacked by the empire, right? Or the emperor uh, kind of wants her. Pro- you, she can tell she, the emperor wants her property now yes. that she's, she's productive, yeah. right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, her self-interest is to be as strong as possible in her area, which means getting rid of animals if she can. Yeah. Right. And you understand if her only goal is keep the humans in her uh, area safe, then she might have to kill animals. You know, even from us watching it. Yeah. Uh, 
it kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks. As, like, it's almost like Miyazaki saying it's too late, like, in some No, yeah, that definitely is a reading of it. definitely is a reading of it, too. Like, it might just be too late. So, yeah. which... And watching that uh, Kingdom of Dreams and Madness doc- documentary, he definitely thinks that. Of, like, oh, definitely now. Hours. Definitely now. He definitely does, yeah. No, like, yeah. this is definitely the most anime movie that, like, Ghibli made. Like, if whatever you think anime, like, this is definitely an anime movie, you know? Alright, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. like big emotions, okay, yeah. big action. Alright, alright. Like, it's definitely their most anime movie, but, like, yeah. Do you think it's their know. biggest scale movie? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I think it's their biggest not... scale. Uh, Spirit Away is Spirit a Away, huge scale, but like it's, it's more of a, it's more of a it's definitely centralized a, story. Yeah, the story yeah. is definitely more down to earth. But... Yeah, I mean we've gone through this whole this whole part. We haven't even talked about Ashitaka at all, basically. And he's like the main <laughs> character. We didn't talk about too... San either, honestly. Yeah, yeah. like not really. Like yeah, I mean, it's because they're they're I mean, bef- they're definitely interesting parts. This is of not movie, a character based movie. It's not. You're just watching. It's the epic of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good you know, I think Son's definitely an interesting character. Oh, they're both but, interesting characters. Yeah. Like they both are because like he's coming, he's coming from a clan that's not allowed to leave their, like, their tribe, or else they can literally never see them again. You know, it's like, yeah. because they're that isolationist. Yeah. Because that, like, they're that's I think that part is definitely like Miyazaki talking about the ancient, like, ancient Japanese tribes that just the Japanese people kind of just killed off, basically. Yeah. Like just the native tribes of Japan. And the fact, like, I thought it was interesting, whereas, like, uh, when the girl, like, when, when he's leaving at the beginning of the movie and the girl comes up to him and he's like, uh, you can't watch me leave, it's l- leave, it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was interesting. You can't you watch know. me leave, it's illegal. <laughs> like, literally, like. But, like, uh, it kind of, you saying what you just said a little earlier reminded me of that same theme in Pompoko of the foxes, when he, the foxes describing all the foxes that couldn't survive. Yeah. You know, that's a similar theme, right? Like, with the urbanization of the world. There's species of animals or uh, certain humans or whatever that can't survive, right? With this rapidly growing world. Yeah, not with the way they're doing it, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And which is all Ashitaka is trying to say. So, what do you think movie. his role in the movie is? Like, whose side do you think he ends up on? Like, do you think he's? Ends I up... think he's supposed to be us. Like, he As, definitely okay, is supposed yeah. to be us. Like, we're, we're, he's we're kind not right supposed. In the middle, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't have a side in this movie, obviously. No. Like, he. And, like, ultimately, he chooses, in air quotes, like, Iron Town because that's who he goes with. Like, he doesn't go with Son. But he chooses them only because they're humans and he's yes. human. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, he chooses them because they're humans, he's human, and Son will never live with them because she can't forget what they've done, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, they've done some fucked up shit this whole time, yeah. also, obviously. Like, just think, just think of the things, like, animals would have. Like, if, if animals could actually remember. And maybe they do. Who knows? Like, I don't think they do. But, like, if animals could remember, like, they can, like, movies like this, like, we would not... I don't think humans would have the capacity to do what we're doing to, like, the world, uh, really. <laughs> like, the only reason we're doing it is because we think of them as inferior species. And I, like, that's one reason why I love, like, Studio Ghibli is because they elevate the animals to the same level as humans. Yeah. Because that's how it should be. Like... Mm-hmm. Just because we're more evolved or like we have a conscience doesn't mean we're we're like higher on the totem pole than like every other creature in existence. <laughs> just because we have a conscience. Yeah. No, and uh, yes, that's yeah. Like I really like that because it's um, a lot of people put humans above animals because of intelligence, right? Like mm-hmm. or, like you're saying, con- a certain level of consciousness. But at least in Ghibli's movies, it's not the intelligence or the, or the level of consciousness they have. It's just that they're alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obviously, like, Ghibli movies are a celebration of life at the end of the day. Yeah. Even in uh, a world that is, you know, evil. not Maybe not even evil in some cases. Just negative for humans. Yeah. Just messed up. Uh, just messed up <laughs> for nature. But 
they still celebrate life, right? So it doesn't matter about the intelligence as much, like you're saying, which yeah. is why they're able to bring even animals up to the level of humans. It doesn't feel weird in the world. No, at all. yeah, it definitely doesn't you know? feel yeah. weird. And that's that's from Nashika with, uh, I still think of the, uh, you know, just how great she is with all the animals, yeah. even though the humans don't like that, just carrying that all over to Princess Mononoke, you know? Yep. Same yeah. themes. Literally. <laughs> yes, literally the same themes. Yeah. No, I mean, do you guys have any finishing thoughts on Princess Mononoke? Anything oh, you want to get out there? All the animation I mean, with the deer god is so beautiful. Oh, it is. Oh, my goodness. Like, when he steps, when he walks, and, like, the flowers bloom where he walks, and then it, when he steps off, it dies. Like, amazing. And the shot where where uh, Ashtika, he first gets to take into the lake, and, like, er, okay, I don't know if it was when he was injured or he was not injured, but when... The, the deer god walks by and he turns and looks at him and has like the light and yeah, stuff in that scene. Well, that's whenever he's yeah. injured already. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, like that scene whenever he's walking across the water and just, at least you know something terrible is going to happen, obviously. And then he just gets shot in the fucking head. Oh, and then that, that scene itself is just like really, Wait. like, because then he just starts slowly sinking beneath the water and you're like, oh wow, he's actually yeah. dead. And then he starts walking again. And she's like, it takes more than one shot to kill a god. You know? <laughs> she has a Which cool first true. line too. It's like, watch, this is how you kill a god. Yeah. <laughs> when she shoots this the first time, I'm like, okay, god. that's kind of badass. <laughs> oh, she's definitely a bad okay. <laughs> and she you know she gets a war wound, she gets a war wound too a lost arm yeah just it's like the uh, just yeah. like the girl in uh, Nashka oh man yeah there's a few uh, people losing arms in this movie yeah. and maybe an interesting yeah. theory between the two like she's the same no <laughs> there's very similar type at least somewhat similar characters oh yeah no yeah. I mean this Nashka. is why this is why people say this he perfected the formula okay in Princess Mon, okay. okay. And I would agree with that. I still love Nashka, but... You don't have anything that you want to throw in there, Danny? Yeah. Any other last no. words on Princess Mon? Any other okay? distance, you know? Any other distance? I don't think I've distant ones. You have a distance. I'm joking. It's... It's... I mean, may, okay, the way I would put it is... If my favorite movies I've so far that we've watched kind of just wrap up uh, early Ghibli... Yeah, we can say um, our favorite okay. ones that we've watched so the ones, far, for sure. Because, I mean, we'll, we'll have to do a big closing one we do part Oh, we two, will, yeah. Part two, but... At least my favorites so far have been, you know, My Neighbor Totoro and Only Yesterday and Kiki. So those are probably my top three. And you can tell, like, if those are my top three, you know, those are my top three Ghibli movies, this is, like, the opposite of those in, a lot, in some yes, ways. Yes, And just the sure. type of story it is. Yeah. And so, I mean, just by default, it's going to be one of my least favorite Ghibli movies I've watched because... And now that I'm thinking about it, Nashka was my other least favorite, too. And so that the fact that those are so similarly related, it's, just more, it's more like, you know, just a flavor kind of thing. For yeah, me. yeah. Okay. Like, I like more simpler, just common movies in general. Especially in anim- animation, because we don't get it that much in animation. So it kind of just feels more special when we get we get it in animation. But like you were saying, it, uh, this is more of an anime movie, right? Yeah, no. And so there is, are a lot of anime this is action most, movies. This is most anime movie, uh, for sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of that that we can get, you know. Oh, yeah. It's very less... There's not a lot of Only Yesterdays that, uh, that exist. No. Yeah. There's only one Only Yesterday. <laughs> there's two Grave of the Fireflies, because the other one's in this corner of the world, but no. <laughs> so what about you? I mean, or Lou, we should say Blake for last. So top, top three? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can do your top three. Okay, so number three would probably be Kiki's Delivery Service that I've seen. All of these are actually rewatches. <laughs> number two, My Neighbor Totoro, okay. and then number one, Princess Mononoke, which okay. my favorite Ghibli movie and probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. No, I knew that already. Yeah. yeah I mean, you guys. Knew. No, Princess Mononoke is fantastic. I oh agree. It's so good. No. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a movie that like I watched Spirit Away before it. And I was like, okay, Stu Ghibli's amazing. But this one's like, okay, they're special, you know. That's why when I watched Princess Mononoke, like for the first time and the scale is pretty incredible too yeah. it is yeah I mean just 
like having literally like you said I mean it's one of the problems but having six or seven factions that you have to follow around the entire movie is like kind of crazy in an anime movie so or just an anime movie yeah. in general but <laughs> any two hour movie but no I mean my top three at least of these that we've watched has definitely changed from my first watch I mean not not my number one but my number two and number three have definitely changed like number three I'd probably do Whisper of the Heart which was a huge change because I like Whisper of the Heart and Pompo could have been like two that like jumped up huge in like my personal ranks after rewatching because I just loved them so much more this time they're like I don't know I don't know why, I don't know why those two those two are the ones but my number one's My Neighbor Totoro and then my number two is probably do I want to say Princess Mononoke yes you do <laughs> well only yesterday yeah it's probably only yesterday wow yeah. I mean, so why don't you just bump uh, Whisper of the Heart then? If you're thinking, because you're thinking, no, Whisper of the Heart is okay, better than Princess yeah. Mononoke. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I think I like it more. I don't know if it's better, but I like it more. Like that's okay. like whenever I th- whenever I think of my rankings, like I go by rewatches, and like these are the ones I've rewatched the most of the ones we've watched so far. And honestly, I kind of have to put like Whisper of the Heart and Kiki's on the same level. Like it's tough for me. I like Whisper of the Heart like slightly more because I like the realistic moment, or yeah, I just yeah, like the realism that. more. I like yeah, the message true. that they're getting with that they're getting at in Whisper of the Heart a lot. That's fair. I like the message of Kiki's too, but I just love the the message of Whisper of the Heart. Yeah. No, but I mean this is a great first uh, part part of what what early Ghibli part one yeah. part one of Ghibli yeah, <laughs> that we did. We'll anything. get to we'll get to part or like uh, later Ghibli. I don't know. Hopefully in a year. Hopefully within the year. Yeah, I think yeah. so. We definitely probably we will should. because once I once I start watching Ghibli movies, I don't want to stop yeah, honestly. Yeah. So. And then maybe we'll have some filler episodes yeah. of these ones that we're gonna miss yeah. of I'm, the non. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to hold off. Non great ones. Try try my best to hold off on watching The Wind Rises until then, because I still haven't watched it. And like I want to watch it, but I, I kind of want to save it. But I don't know if I want to save it. So, I don't like, know if I want. I mean, yeah, honestly, if you want to watch it, just watch it because that movie's amazing. You know? It's a great. I, 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 it's I one of my It looks amazing. I feel like every movie I say from, from Studio Ghibli is like one of my favorites, but I mean they they at least early Studio Ghibli is like literally only bangers basically. So honestly, I have realized that because they uh, start falling off but later, but yeah, no, most of these movies were really great to watch. But even even later, even later, I would recommend ones. basically all of them. Almost. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely recommend all of them. Grave of the Fireflies at least once. Yeah, probably not tough, again. Yeah. <laughs> probably not again. But that's it. <laughs> no, so I guess we can go ahead and introduce next week. So next week we're gonna do another one of our break episodes where we'll probably just talk about Jordan Peele. Do I think we're gonna do Get Out and Us and Nope. We'll probably do all three. Let's spend most of, spend yeah, most yeah. of the time on Nope probably, but mm-hmm. a lot like our Eggers episode if you listen to that one. But yeah. so be fun. yeah, until next time, I hope to see you floating through the clouds.